Cathedral family. It's a great day. Oh, thanks so much for being here. Great to see everybody. Want to welcome all those who are watching online, campuses around the Bay Area. Well, we're in a series looking at a prayer that you truly can live on and live by. I mean, there are all kinds of prayers that you can pray and that people do pray. I saw this one cat and he was praying and he said, dear God, if you can't make me skinny, then make my friends fat. <laughs> now there are all kinds of prayers that we can and do pray, but the most important prayer we will ever learn to pray is the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. And for the next six weeks, we're asking Jesus to be our coach, our prayer coach, to lead the way, show us how, take us deeper, take us further. Last week, we looked at the first line, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And I've got to tell you, all week long, I've been living on that part of the prayer. Our Father who fills the heavens, you are high above us, but you are right here with us. You are as close to me as the air that I breathe. Can somebody say amen to that? Being aware of the presence of God and giving God the honor and glory that he deserves all week long. I've been living on that part of the prayer. And today we look at the second line of the prayer. Now this is a radical line. I got to warn you up front. If you pray this part of the prayer, it's radical. And it has the power to transform the world around you. We read in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, I invite you to read this with me and let's fill this place with the word of God. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can we say that one more time? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Most of the time when we hear the word heaven, we think of the place that we go to when we die. There was a five-year-old girl who was so excited about starting kindergarten. And she had been looking forward to it. And the day before she's supposed to start, she was playing outside with her little sister and she fell down and scraped up her knee. So there's blood and there's tears and her little sister wanted to encourage her. And so her little sister said, don't worry, if you die, you'll go to heaven. <laughs> and then the five-year-old said, I don't want to go to heaven, I want to go to kindergarten. <laughs> and isn't the way... That's normally the way we think, that heaven is the place that we go to when we die. And then the words of our prayer coach capture our attention and say, we can have a little taste of heaven right here and now. It may be just a prayer away. Your kingdom come, your will be done is a way of asking for more of heaven right here, right now. Make up there, come down here. 
the idea that we could have more heaven even now? Think about that. When Jesus came to the earth, he came not only to get us into heaven, he also came to get more of heaven into us. The kingdom of heaven, this was the big idea in the ministry of Jesus. He taught his followers, when heaven shows up, this is what it looks like. And then he showed his followers, when heaven shows up, this is what it is. And then he told his followers that more heaven, the kingdom of heaven, was within their reach. In one place he says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right here. It's near. And then he rocks our world by saying that it may be just a prayer away. Have you ever wondered to yourself, does my prayer matter? Does it really matter? Jesus says to us that your prayer matters more than you will ever know. Because your prayer, God works through it in shaping the kind of world that we have and creating the kind of space that's around us. Every time I read these words, it rocks my world. It knocks me off my feet and onto my knees. Because Jesus invites us into a journey where we see more heaven right here on earth. How many believe we could use some more of heaven here on earth? Amen? Jesus says, this is how it starts. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. It's an incredible prayer. Let it take hold of your heart this weekend. And when I think about where, well, what part of the earth could use more heaven? What part of the world needs more heaven? I was thinking of me. I could use more heaven, more heaven in me. The Bible, or, uh, in my inner world, in one place, Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is within you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Inviting the kingdom of heaven in me, in my inner world. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done right in here. That's where it starts. Amen. I'm going to invite you to, yeah, that's a good place to give God praise. Amen. I'm going to invite you, if you would, wherever you're out on campus, if, if, let's get interactive for just a moment. If you'll stand with me for just a moment, because I want this to get in your spirit, this first point. The first place we invite God's kingdom to come is in our inner world. So if you take your hands and you put them up like this, can everybody do this? Way to go, cathedral. And now let's put them down. And now let's do alligator arms. Everybody put them like this. Okay, put them down like this. But one more time, let's get those arms real high. Yeah, way to go, cathedral. You can be seated. Way to go. Great job. Not only did you go to church and hear a sermon, but you got a little exercise in too. It's the double win. 
When we raise up our hands, what is that a sign of? Surrender. In our, our world, surrender is always a loss. If you're in mixed martial arts and you tap out, you surrender, it's a loss. If you're in an army and you wave the white flag and you surrender, it's a loss. If you're a company and you throw up your hands to a hostile takeover and you surrender, it's a loss. Or if you're walking down an alley and a cat shows up and, boy, just puts its sword right in your face, <laughs> got to watch those cats. In our world, surrender is always associated with loss. And then here's the upside down logic of the kingdom. That when you surrender to God, it's not a loss, it's a gain. It's a pathway to having more heaven in my life. That when I surrender, surrender to the king and his kingdom, it's an invitation for more of heaven in my world. To take my will and surrender it to his will. God has a dream for your life, a plan for your life, a purpose for your life. And this part of the prayer says, I want God's dream to be my dream. I want God's plan to be my plan. I want God's purpose to be my purpose. I take my will and surrender it to his will. Your kingdom come, your will be done right here in my heart. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. That's the part of the prayer that we pray. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6, it says, Surrender your whole being to God to be used for righteous purposes. Surrender your whole being to God. C.S. Lewis, my favorite writer, he once wrote, there are only two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God, thy will be done, and those to whom God says in the end, thy will be done. And we, in this part of the prayer, say to God, thy will be done. Let me ask you a question. Is this the most difficult part of the Lord's Prayer to pray? Maybe it isn't for you, but it can be for me because there's this part of me that wants to pray this way. It wants to pray, my kingdom come, my will be done. And then I'm confronted with the words of Jesus Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Wow, can you see the battle? I want his will. Well, I'll get my hands up this high. Some of his will for some of my world. But to get my hands up this high, all of his will, for all of my world, that can be a bit of a stretch. And maybe that's where you're at this weekend. You know of an area in your life 
you need to surrender. But right now, your hands are stuck right here. And it's a stretch for you to get your hands high. When I have those moments in my life, one of the things I do is I follow our prayer coach all the way back to the Garden of Gethsemane. The word Gethsemane means the place of pressure, the place of crushing. And the night before Jesus goes to the cross, that's exactly what is happening to him. He is feeling crushed. He's feeling pressed. He knows what he needs to do. Surrender. But his feelings are all over the place. When he thinks about the sacrifice, when he thinks about the suffering, the very idea of the weight, bearing the weight of the burden, the punishment of the sin of the entire world resting upon him. There's got to be another way. There must be another way. Father, find another way, please. And yet there was no other way. And at the end, Jesus does this. In Matthew 26, he says, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Thy will be done. Jesus stretches out his arms in the garden, and he stretches out his arms on the cross, and because of his surrender, salvation came to our world. The grace of heaven touched the earth through surrender. Yeah, let's give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what surrender does. Surrender's an invitation for more of heaven to come to our earth. I surrender all. Say that with me. I surrender all. So as we pray this prayer, it's a, this is a strong prayer. We pray, your kingdom come to our inner world. Let us start with me. But then that's not where we stop. We pray that his kingdom would come to our broken world. That our broken world would become a better world. A more beautiful world. I saw this sign out in front of a church, and you can see it up here. It says, do you know what hell is? Come hear our preacher. <laughs> I'm not sure if they were getting their message across right. Need a new branding strategy. Some of us go to places during the week, and instead of being heaven on earth, they're more like, oh, watch the screens, and you can see what I'm talking about. Jim, Jim, Jim. Jim, 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 Jim. Oh, hey, do I? I'm going to be your new boss. <laughs> it's my greatest dream come true. Welcome to the Hotel Hell. Check-in time is now. Check-out time is never.
Does my room have cable? No. And the sheets are made of fire. Can I change rooms? Sorry, we're all booked up. Hell convention in town. Some of you, when you go to your place of work, it's like going to hotel hell. There's so much division and hatred and backstabbing. It can happen at work. It can happen at home. It can happen in your neighborhood. Instead of, well, when you go there, it feels like you're in the middle of hotel hell. And when you run into places where our world is broken and where it seems like there's hell on earth, we can withdraw from them, we can give in to them, or we can pray for them. Jesus gives us a tool to change the atmosphere and change the climate from hotel hell to hotel heaven. And he does it through this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth even as it is in heaven. Let's give God praise, amen. That is what Jesus invites us to do. When we see brokenness in our world, what changed the climate through prayer. Jesus once said this about prayer. He said, from the time of John the baptizer until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful people have been seizing it. That this is no passive matter. It happens through intention. How do you see more heaven on earth? It doesn't happen by accident. It happens through intention. It happens through a people who step up and engage the enemy. The real enemy we have is not flesh and blood. We have a spiritual enemy that, that is behind all of the hell that we see on earth. He's behind it. And again, we can run away from him or we can take the fight to him because the earth does not belong to the devil. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And so we move into his territory and we take back that territory, more of heaven invading earth, and we fight him. It starts not up here, but on our knees. This is engaging in spiritual warfare. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And who knows? You know, the Bible said the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. This is what our prayer coach came to do. And when we begin to engage the darkness in our world and the broken parts of our world, and we pray that God's kingdom would invade and heaven would come. Heaven would come to our city. Heaven would come to our companies. Heaven would come to our neighborhoods. Instead of being hell on earth, we would like to see more heaven right here on earth. When we begin to pray that way, who knows, God may make you part of the answer to that prayer. Have you ever thought of that? There's a lady in the church, that's what happened to her. 
Let me ask you a question. How many parents do we have in the house? Let me see. Parents, grandparents, yeah. You know what would be hell for me? If my kids or grandkids didn't have enough to eat when they went to bed. If I knew that when I put them to bed at night, they were going to bed hungry. Not just once, but night after night after night as a parent who would love their kids. That would be hell on earth. And this lady, her name is Laura. She said, not in my neighborhood. I'm taking this territory back. And so once a month, she distributes bags of groceries to 500 neighbors around her. And that area, she's done such a great job. She just recently received an award from the city as the leading lady of her district. What is she doing? She's taking more heaven to earth. Amen? And she's making a, a broken world, a better world, a brighter world. And so here's my challenge to you over the next 40 days during this Lenten season. When we think about Lent, most of the time we think about what we're going to give up. Yeah, I saw this one person who's giving up. She said, I'm giving up Facebook for Lent, and it has allowed me more time for my Pinterest addiction. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that's working out for her. This Lent, I'm giving up something sacrificially, but I'm also giving back something. I'm asking God to help me be an answer to the prayer, more heaven here on earth. And helping to make a broken world a better world. What if you prayed that same kind of prayer during Lent, that once a week you ask God, show me this week how I can be an answer to that prayer. That a little more heaven right here on earth, I can do something which makes a broken world, the better world. And if we start to move together as the cathedral family, not only giving up something, but giving back something, and we go throughout our community doing this, watch out. All I can say is watch out, devil. Will you say that with me? Watch out, devil. Say it one more time. Watch out, devil. The cathedral of faith is on the move. Hell is moving out. Heaven is moving in. The kingdom of God is coming to San Jose. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what we're believing for during Easter. I love how Bono puts it. He said, I do believe that the kingdom of heaven is taken by force. God doesn't mind if we bang on the door to heaven sometimes. Asking him to listen to what we have to say. Banging on the door of heaven. Knocking down the gates of hell. Your kingdom come. Turning our world, a broken world, into a better world. This is what, it all starts with prayer. This prayer is remarkable. The kind of world we have 
on here, in part it's shaped by what we do on our knees. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that brings us to this last thing to think about. And that's to pray for our future world. Your kingdom come. Would you say that with me? Your kingdom come. How we look for that day. Let me tell you a story. There once was a rock star. And he was very famous in his day. He wrote some number one hits. But he ran into a dry spell. Even the greatest of artists can run into dry spells and Wow, when he sat down at the piano, nothing. Sat down with his pen, nothing. He went to the creative well, and it was empty. It was dry. And the people around him figured he was through, that his best days were behind him, but God was not finished with him yet. Can somebody say amen? He wasn't finished. He was just getting started. And he was about to write his greatest hit of all time. In the middle of the dry spell, a moment of inspiration struck him like a bolt of lightning. And when it did, it was so powerful. He said that as he started to write, he was the one who was writing it. But there was like a hand that was moving his arm. And as he wrote the words, he took words that were about this future day when heaven and earth would become one, when the present world would give way to the perfect world, when Jesus would return. He took words of scripture from Revelation chapter 11. The kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and forever. And that's how we ended up with Handel's Messiah. Isn't that something? And maybe that's the song we should pray, or play when we pray this prayer. Because part of this prayer, your kingdom come, it looks forward to the day when heaven and earth will be one, when the present world will give rise to the perfect world. When Jesus returns, we look for that day. We long for that day. We pray for that day. Oh, God, your kingdom come. That day when there'll be no more death. Can somebody say amen to that? I, I, it's hard to believe. This May, I'll have been a pastor on staff here at Cathedral for 39 years. Can you believe that? 39 years. Man. How old am I, right? It's just, and it's been an incredible honor and journey. I've done a lot of baby dedications. I've done a lot of weddings, and I've been to a lot of funerals. And every single time, it's hard. Every single time. When you've had people who are part of the cathedral family who you love and have walked with you a very long time, and they pass away. It's just hard. You see the toll it takes on their family. You see the toll it takes on their friends. You see all of the hearts that are broken, and your heart breaks too, over and over and over. 
and I know death is defeated because Jesus is alive. Can somebody say amen to that? I know that. I do. We rejoice in that. But the Bible says that death is still an enemy that's yet to be fully abolished. And I'm looking for the day when there's no more funerals. I'm looking for the day when there's no more graveyards. I'm looking for the day ahead where Jesus returns and there's no more crying, no more suffering, no more pain, and no more death. Your kingdom come, Lord Jesus. Every time we pray that prayer, it anchors our heart in that blessed hope. We look for, we long for, we pray for that day. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Your kingdom come. Say that with me. Your kingdom come. We pray it for our inner world. We pray it for our broken world. And we pray it for the future world. And then we pray it after service during the Lenten season. I hope at some point you'll be able to go over to the chapel and walk through our interactive Lord's Prayer experience. It is very powerful. My daughter had a vision for it. Our creative team worked with her. And you go on a journey praying the Lord's Prayer. And at the end of the journey, you come to our version of the wailing wall. And you write down a prayer request. And you put it in the wall. What you're believing for. What you're praying for. Let me tell you what I put on the wall. I put the name of a friend of mine. Every once in a while when I have a, a chance, I, I enjoy getting out on the golf course. And when you're a pastor, <laughs> when people are playing golf with you and find out you're a pastor, can I just be real with you? Some of those folks, they'd rather get a root canal than spend four hours with me on a golf course. They've got to watch their language for four hours. I mean, golf is stressful enough. Are you kidding me? I'll play with anybody. Just don't give me the pastor. But this guy, he's very gracious. Somehow he tolerates me for four hours. And he's become a friend. He's a retired tech guy. He's not yet a follower of Jesus. So last year, when we were moving up toward Easter season... I told him about our Easter services. I sent him an invite. And do you know what he said? Guess what he said? He said, no! <laughs> he didn't say it quite like that. He was more gracious. But he said no last year. Can I let you on a secret? I'm still praying for him. And I took his name and put it into that wailing wall. And I'm going to invite him again this year he's an old rocker like I am and so I'm going to invite him to the Brian Welch weekend and I'm praying for him because I love that guy 
And I want him to experience that there is a God who made him, a God who loves him. That everything good that we experience on the golf course has ultimately come from God. Amen. And I want him to get to know the good king and become a part of his good kingdom. Who can you pray for? That they can become a part of the kingdom of God. The great spiritual leader, Martin Luther, when he talked about this part of the prayer, he said, pray this way. God, convert those who are still to become children and members of thy kingdom, so that they with us and we with them may serve thee in thy kingdom in true faith and unfeigned love. Convert them. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All God's people said, amen. amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. Powerful words. Amazing words, Jesus, that you would invite us in to partner with you to shape the kind of world that we have. And we're believing here at Cathedral for more heaven right here on earth. I've talked enough about prayer. How about if we put it into practice? I'm going to invite everybody to stand right where you're at. Just stand, lock in with me. And we're going to pray your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Say it with me. Your kingdom. Say it forcefully. Your kingdom come. In my world, in our broken world, I've asked a friend of mine, he's a member of the cathedral family, Carl Gardino, to come and, and to lead us in a prayer for our broken world. We love our city. We love the businesses in our city. And what we want to pray for is that more of the kingdom would come to our city. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. That more of the kingdom would come to our companies. Can somebody say amen to that? Boy, we're love and joy and peace, goodness, honesty, truthfulness, integrity. What would it look like for more of the kingdom to come to our city? Carl, would you come and lead us in prayer, bud? Thank you. Occasionally, I'm invited to a dinner party, and people will often respond to a question I ask, which is, what can I bring? And they'll say, just bring yourself. But mm. today we're reminded that we can bring heaven with us. Mm. And as we wow. think about that, let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we pray that we would bring with us this week your heaven inside of us. Yes, Lord. We pray that you would bring heaven through us into our homes. Yes, Lord. How we treat our children. Yes, Lord our siblings, our parents, and everyone who crosses that welcome mat. Mm. Lord, yes. we pray that we would bring with us you, your heaven into our city, that we would lift up our mayor, yes, Lord. our council, yes, our staff, yes. our first responders. Yes that you would be with each of them because we brought heaven to them. Thank you, Lord. 
Lord, we pray for our companies, our employers, that we would bring heaven to our workplace, that no matter what would be thrown at us, we would respond with heaven inside of us yes, Lord. to our colleagues, to our companies, to our leaders, because you have made us servant leaders in our workplace. Yes, Lord. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth, just as it is in heaven. And that you, Lord, would make sure we bring heaven to Cathedral of Faith. Yes. Thank you for Pastor Ken and his team who bless us. Help us to be a blessing to them all week in our prayers, in our actions, in our attitudes. Mm. We can bring heaven on earth through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Carl. Oh, man. Amen. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, say it again with me. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. One more time. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come.